You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Well, these things are usually on the street. Oh, feel it. Feel it, you feel it. Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight, you never know where the TARDIS is going next. Hey there, Whovians, and welcome to another episode. That's right, folks, we're back. And, and you know what? This is a good one. This is going to be great. This is the last of the Dr. Donna stories that we have to review before the 60th anniversary special. We are looking at a unicorn and the wasp. It's going to be interesting. The doctor meets Agatha Christie. Awesome storyline. Awesome thought of the process, especially because on Earth Station One, what, two weeks ago, we reviewed a Hercule Poirot storyline. So it was actually pretty cool to be able to talk about, you know, a haunting in Venice, you know, which is loosely based off of a Agatha Christie novel. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, neat to watch this and, you know, have like a whodunit in the Doctor Who style. And we'll get all into that and everything. We've got a great crew to talk about it tonight. Welcome Shannon back to the podcast. Hey, everybody. And we also have, of course, our regulars, Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. And Mary Ogle. Hi, everybody. Fantastic to be here. It is great to have you guys here. This is going to be a lot of fun to talk about tonight. But first, but first, we got a Doctor Who trailer. <laughs> me, so. You mean the trailer for the comic, right? Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, <laughs> we got a trailer, but not the one you were expecting. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes I think there's something missing. Like I had something lovely, and it's gone. I lie in bed thinking, what have I lost? No other's friend, called Donna Noble. I had to wipe her memory to save her life. If she remembers me, she will die. So what happens next? The spaceship crashes right in front of her. It's like she's drawing us in. What the hell? We've got a bloody Martian in the shed. Don't look. Me, me. Come on. Here we go again. I don't believe in destiny, but if destiny exists, then it is heading for Donna Noble. And I've got a memory. After a very long time, something's coming back. Who are they? Monsters. <laughs> There's something so bad the TARDIS ran away. Yes. Then we go and kick it off! Kate Lethbridge-Stewart! What do we do this time, Doctor? How do we fight the human race? Something entered this world. Oh, but he is recognizing me. Who is he? The one who waits. Open fire! 
I don't know if I can save your life this time. Worldwide premiere. Don't forget to click below to subscribe to the official Doctor Who YouTube channel. I was talking to a couple of friends over who live in the UK and they had, we've been, I was complaining that we hadn't gotten a new trailer and they said, oh, was it Strictly Come Dancing or something like that? Or one of the dancing programs? Yeah, Strictly having, Come Dancing. Yeah had their uh, premiere on the 23rd and they said, I bet you 10 to one because it's a huge audience that BBC is going to do the Doctor Who trailer right after it. And lo and behold, they did, which was pretty awesome. So we got a, tra a trailer. It's not for all the specials folks because remember there's three of them. I think this is only for Starbeast that we got the trailer for. So it's, we don't know, you know, what the other two stories are going to be. If we saw bits and pieces, we don't know. But we got a new trailer, which was fripping awesome. We got um, some scenes that we've seen before, but now we have a little more explanation of some of the scenes. And we also have some, you know, pretty cool, you know, visions we get to see units new headquarters which looks a lot like the avengers headquarters <laughs> a just, lot just like saying. the avengers headquarters just saying you know you know not, well, you know now that they got that disney plus money so yeah, exactly. <laughs> they got to reuse those avengers sets <laughs> exactly exactly you know tony stark is going wait a minute i recognize that building i don't know where they sold it exactly yeah. so now we know who bought it so it's pretty awesome. We got to see that. We got to see a lot of the Doctor and Donna. We also got to see the Toy Maker. They're not calling him the Celestial Toy Maker anymore. They're just calling him the Toy Maker. Yeah. So it's it's interesting and lots of Neil Patrick Harris. We got to see lots of this. We saw a lot of Star Beast, and it's it'll be very it's very interesting. What were you guys' initial thoughts on this? I loved it. I was <laughs> really, excited. yeah, it was exciting. I I was super thrilled to to see it. I got caught up in it. It made, certainly made me excited to see the 60th anniversary. And God, it, it was so fantastic to see Donna again. I love Donna. Yeah, yeah, I was excited. Like as soon as it came on, and I watched it, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I agree completely. I got goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Mr. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. You? You're quiet. I, well, you know, I mean, I'm not really big on like spoilers and trailers and everything. So, uh, but I knew that I was not going to be able to escape this segment on the show. So I'm like, oh, I should watch it. So I watched it really briefly. Uh, I only saw it once. And, uh, cause like, yeah, I don't need a trailer. I'm going to watch it. Like, I don't need, <laughs> I don't need to know. Um, and I only got, I got two impressions from it really. One is that it feels so RTD. Like, it, it feels art like rtd russell t davies is back like i just felt like yeah this oh, yeah. especially since we've been immersed in this whole like donna last season with donna uh stuff episodes that we've been watching lately and everything like that 
this just feels like right at home in that in that same space. Uh, so uh and obviously you know the 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 events of what uh, happened to her character are going to be addressed here and uh presumably from what we can tell undone uh in some in some fashion um which is i think something like you know i mean i, I mean if you want to call like casting david tennant again fan service then undoing you know what happens to Donna? Real big fan service as well, because none of the fans really appreciated the way that she ended up, uh, her character anyway. So this is looks like a yeah. big, big like redo. Like I'm going to re- undo all this stuff, and then we'll before we move on. That's yeah, for I, sure. I hope it is because that was one of the worst things about the RTD era for me was what happened with Donna. No, to to totally just agree. take away her agency like that was was heartbreaking yeah and it it doesn't sound like it's going to be a major theme throughout the three specials it's it's it almost seems like they're going to just get it done and then move on (laughs) like (laughs) maybe i don't know it's hard to tell but um yeah i mean it's cool seeing them all again like that i like i said i tried not to not to pay too much close attention and try to analyze it too much because i was like i don't i don't want to have any either spoilers or expectations etc etc so um, and I was annoyed that there was no date listed at the end. Oh, oh yeah. you and everybody else, dude. <laughs> should, have said, should, should have said, like, you know, uh, you know, available at Disney Plus this date. Like, come on, man. Like, that's, yeah. I don't understand why we're still having to wait like that. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I know that BBC is notorious for this. It's It's just something that they do. I don't understand it. I don't, you know, but. Um, I thought with Disney Plus being involved, they would have to break that habit, but apparently those habits are hard to break. No, yeah, it's a bad habit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's almost October. Yeah, and and I guess the other big question. Sorry, Mary. But no, real quick, ahead. the other big question that I have looming over is that they always they sort of always end these teasers and trailers by showing Shooty by showing you know Shooty, and I'm like. Well, how involved is he going to be in these? Like, is he like, is he going to be there at all? Or are we just seeing him at the very, like, I don't know. There just sort of implies that he's going to be present in some way uh, across these specials as well. And that's going to be interesting too. Yeah. I hope he is. I do too. I mean, I, I hope they're just not like doing that. Just a, I don't know. Like a tease. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Because the big mystery for all of us, I think, is why is, you know, apart from RTD wanting to unwrite some wrongs and, and do the fan service thing and get people interested in David and back into it and all that kind of stuff, the off-screen re- reasons for doing it, we all want to know what the on-screen reasons for having uh, a doctor reincarnate as a previous incarnation. Like, it just seems like, it just seems like, yeah, that's a big mystery for us, so. Well, I'm hoping there'll be some kind of explanation about that too during this. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking that there will be of some kind. And that's the cool thing. You know, they have three stories to do it with. Mm-hmm. And it might be in the last two minutes of it before he regenerates into Shooty's doctor. But, you <laughs> right. know, I still, still hope we get some kind of explanation. Because if not, that's like a disservice to Jody's doctor in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine he wouldn't have some sort of explanation, but regardless of how much of Shooty we actually get in the specials. But, nope. I mean, you know, we'll see. <laughs> exactly. 
So it'll be very interesting to see. I'm curious, and you know what? I'm looking forward to it. That's the big thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm getting even more excited, <laughs> and I don't think we've seen everything yet. I think there's a lot. No. Well, I should hope no, not. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would kind of be anticlimactic if we've seen if we could watch <laughs> that's season. Go like, yeah, that, that like was I've the sixtieth. Yeah, I've seen that now. So exactly. Yeah, uh, not, that's I, it. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. But like I said, I didn't even need the trailer. Just tell, just tell me when, and I will show up. I will be there. Like, there's no like. like I don't give me this. a freaking date. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yep. Very very true. So yeah, here's to hoping and everything, but. I'm glad we all enjoyed it. I'm glad we liked it. And, you know, give us a date already, BBC. Come on. So, I'll be very curious to see. So, Mr. Mike, you were telling me us before we went on the air about a comic book trailer. Yeah, I think just to be, I don't know if it's funny or, or just to take advantage of it or whatever, Titan Comics released a trailer as well, a comic book trailer for the... uh new doctor who series that's uh i think it's a limited series that's starting up um and it's called doctor who once upon a time lord and it's a big it's a pretty big deal because i'm sorry i like the name yeah um it's a pretty big deal because it uh is written by dan slot who is uh for those people who don't know is a is a pretty uh prolific comic book writer he's had a tremendous run writing uh spider-man for marvel comics uh he's written a lot of other things um he's he wrote uh the run of she hulk that the the tv series was based on um and he's a very good writer i i've met him before he's he's an excellent writer he's one of my favorites and he's all he's a big fan of doctor who and he's all it was a it's been a dream of him to write doctor who so um so he's writing a, a series for titan comics and they released a trailer um i posted it a link to it in the uh Earth station who group um you can go to his page i think you can go to titan comics uh as well on youtube and, and see it as well but it's just a trailer it shows it is a uh 10th doctor story and it is uh also with martha jones uh so he's he's got my love and interest right there uh that is one of my time, favorite uh companion uh doctor matchups and uh it looks like it's going to be pretty involved it looks like he's like you know there's a, a lot of like uh old and new classic villains that are are going to be appearing in this and it looks like a lot of fun so um the date on the trailer this one does have a date uh the date on the trailer is that uh it will be available october 31st although other sources say that it's going to be available on the 7th of november so sometime within the next like you know about a month from now uh it should be in stores and should be available in most you know wherever you get your fine comics so um yeah take a look for that i'm really uh looking forward to this one i i i like the doctor who comics and some of them are better than others but I'm really excited to see what what Dan and company brings to this too. The artists that are involved are really good too. Wow. Okay. Awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, and the Doctor Who comics are so much fun anyway. We'll actually be reviewing one probably after the anniversary. So, you know, we'll start getting into that because I think we'll have a little bit of time again before the, <laughs> <laughs> before the Christmas. Fill some time. Yeah. So 
Well, we've got one on the schedule already, right? Aren't we talking yeah. about the, the Doctor Who comics already? Yeah, we're going to yeah. be talking, but that's not uh, Titan Run. We're going to be talking about Starbase. Oh, right. Well, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's the cool thing about the comics, too, is that you never know when some of these things might pop into actual like episodes like we're going to see in one of the specials. The, the trailer showed um, a very familiar character for those people who are familiar with uh, the comics, uh, the old classic comics. We're like, oh, we know who that is. Um, oh, so. Goodness. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, that you know, you never know. So I guess the comics count in some ways too. Oh yeah, we'll definitely have to wait and see because yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun with that. So definitely. All right. Any other? I don't think there's much other Doctor Who news to talk about. You said uh, there was a. Did you say there was a new Blu-ray set coming out? Oh yes, there is. Well, we've known about about the Blu-ray finally coming out for the twentieth anniversary of Doctor Who, the twentieth season. And uh, basically, in the UK, they're going to get it before the before the anniversary, of course, because it's the BBC. And um, so, basically, in the US, though, they're going to be releasing the US version of it right after the first of the year. It's been officially announced. So, in January, we're going to get that. So, I already have pre-ordered it. So, I think it'll be like, you know. I'm ready for it. So, <laughs> we, but it's going to be great because we'll get a remastered version of the five doctors, which will be nice. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a great story. Yep. That's so, well, that's a great event. Yeah. <laughs> that's a better way to it. <laughs> it's a great event, uh, full of fan service. I don't know if the story could be considered great, but um, I know we've covered it on the, but man, I think it's been a long time before we've played hey, it on you get to watch the master play hopscotch it's pretty darn awesome <laughs> <laughs> and you accidentally better than watching him dance to rasputin oh well yes oh, wow wow <laughs> i used to love that song too so <laughs> all right so i think that's pretty much it um we got some you know lots of good stuff coming with the podcast so it'll be a ton of fun but Let's take a quick break and we will jump in in a second and we will talk all about the unicorn and the wasp. I'm Drew Leiter. And I'm Cletus Jacobs. And we're inviting you to join us as we delve into the dawn of the DC. We'll be reviewing new titles such as The Unstoppable Doom Patrol, Shazam, Green Lantern, Titans, Justice Society of America, and more. We'll also be reviewing DC Television's final season of The Flash, Titans, and Doom Patrol. Join us every week on the Earth Station DCU Podcast, part of the ESO Network. Christie. What about her? That's me. No. Ah! Chief Inspector Smith from Scotland Yard, known as the Doctor. Miss Noble is the plucky young girl who helped me out. I say. There's a murder, a mystery, and Agatha Christie. So? I'm seeing all the time. Show yourself, demon. There's nowhere to run. Phil is in the chase, never in the capture. Oh my god. If anyone can solve this, it's you. We are going back to the year 2008. We're, God, that's 2008. That's man, 15 years ago, folks. Oh, my God. The Great Recession. Uh-huh. 
Pretty it much. was a great time. I was going to oh, say, yeah. what was so great about it? Well, we had Doctor Who. We had. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was the only highlight. <laughs> That's true. That's why it was so great. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but we had a wonderful season of Doctor Donna, and it was. This is right in the middle of a great era of Doctor Who and everything. Yeah. Because the episode before this was The Doctor's Daughter. And then after this, we have Silence in the Library. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. Which, you know, opened a whole nother world for Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. And so this was nice because it was semi-historical and, well, era, I should say more era piece. Than yeah, I'm not sure it was not historical. About it, <laughs> historical yeah. about it. I mean, but, it... it it counts as a quote unquote historical episode, but yes. yeah. yeah. And so, kind of, loose, yeah. loosely based on fact. Yeah. Extremely yeah. loosely. Well, was the thing about uh, Agatha Christie disappearing and. You yeah. know, yes, that's true. That Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, that, that's the one thing about Agatha that comes up a lot. Like in movies, and there's mm-hmm. a movie that uh, starred Dustin Hoffman way back in the day. As Agatha Christie. No, just kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> that, uh, oh, it's called 62? Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's there's been documentaries about it. Um, but yeah, that's one of the big mysteries is that uh, she fell off the face of the earth for about a week and uh, and nobody uh, knows what happened and she refused to talk about it. So um, yeah, a lot of speculation. And this, I, I figured... You know, if you're going to do a Doctor Who story about Agatha Christie, that's going to come up because that's pretty interesting as far as uh, what happened during her actual life. But apart from that aspect of it, very little of this is actually like has any truth to it. Yes. Are you saying Agatha Christie did not fight giant alien wasps? No, I'm not saying that uh, (laughs) because I would never I would never. Imply that that was that is the case because who knows, right? Who I mean, knows? Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, but this is, you know, when I first saw this, I I was aware of Agatha Christie. I'd never read any Agatha Christie, but I I'd seen a lot of the adaptations and I enjoyed them quite a bit. During the pandemic, I got really into adaptations more so of Agatha Christie, and I watched all the Poirot stories and all that kind of stuff, and and Miss Marple stories. And, and I, and I figured when I'd watch this one again, I would get a lot more references. It would be really interesting. It would be even more interesting to me because I would be able to watch it from a whole other level because I was much more familiar with her work now. Um, And I find myself not liking this episode as much as I did when I first saw it. (laughs) You only heard it. (laughs) uh, um, And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think because it's, it's, it's a comedy. I mean, this is, this is tongue in cheek comedy and I I don't even know, but I don't know if it's good comedy. Um, It's satire and it, and the story is kind of weak as well. And the references are just thrown in there. I don't think they're done with any skill. Um, you know, I mean, look, last week or the last episode, we talked about what a trash human being uh, Gareth Roberts is. So I don't want to go into that again. No, we did uh, that last episode. We don't. Yeah, exactly. So, so um, yeah. So unfortunately, you know, he, he's poking up his nose again. And uh but I will admit that some of his stories I really like. Like I like the Shakespeare Code a lot. 
that is a really great one. And um, some of the other stories that he did as well were pretty good. And I really hope to, to enjoy this one on a better level uh, at the rewatch. But unfortunately, it just didn't click with me. I thought there were some fun moments. But overall, I just thought it was just kind of a like it was almost like a done by people who just didn't really know Agatha Christie, just kind of br- like broad brushstrokes and just threw in names of her novel all over the place without oh. really like understanding. Agatha Which is Christie. funny you say that considering her grandson was there for the um, read throughs of the script and the rehearsal. Yeah, well. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. I don't agree with that. I thought it was a fun whodunit. And, mm-hmm. you know, each one of the characters, you know, especially the doctor and Agatha being the main detectives. And I liked it. And I liked how, you know, the one scene when they were, you know, you know, in the parlor and, you know, I know who did it. I know who it was. And, you know, and when she was pointing to each person and I thought that was right out of one of her books and everything because Perot just did that in all the time the yeah. saw all, you know the last time and in all the different stories it literally was right out of it and even the flashbacks where were you at 4 15 p.m and you know <laughs> showing each one doing their little you know conniving thing and you know and you know not telling the truth and everything and it was like oh very well done very very well done and I had fun with it. And, you know, and it was like, because I hadn't watched this one probably in 10 years. It's been that long since I've seen it. And, you know, I don't know why I haven't watched it because I enjoyed it. I liked the actors they had in it. And they had some pretty decent actors in this. You know, you had Christopher Benjamin, who's this is his third appearance on Doctor Who. And he's very well known as, you know. From Talons of yeah. Wei you know, mm-hmm. and oh well, yeah, oh well, yeah, yeah, you had, you had Jago in this, right? Yeah, exactly. You had, and then, but you also had, of course, you had uh, Felicity Jones in this. Yeah, yeah, she's been in so many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> and as you pointed out, um, uh, or I think you mentioned this, maybe it was before we started recording, but Fenella Wogar, who. Uh, played Agatha Christie in this, uh, was in two uh, Poe mysteries, um, different ones, uh, playing different characters uh, when David Sachet was in the role. And mm-hmm. uh, most notably, she was in the one that uh, was called um, Halloween Party, which was based, was loosely, as you said, uh, Haunting in Venice loosely. was based on. Very, so very I loosely. just recently rewatched that just because I was really interested in comparing the two. And seeing her again, I was like, "Oh, look, it's Agatha. It's not really Agatha, but yeah." Um, yes. I think she's. I think she's great in this. I think the actors are pretty yeah. good in this. I think they just don't know what to do. Like, I just don't. They are. They're like not sure if they're gonna play it straight or camp. And it. It sometimes it just doesn't fly for me. But um, but I don't have you know I don't have a problem with them per se. But. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, too, because, you know, you had, you know, a lot of the, you know, the, the basic tropes of, you know, when it was, you know, of course, you know, Professor Peach, you know, dying in the library with, the, <laughs> yeah. you know, with, with the, the lead the pipe. pipe. Yeah. It was like, really? 
clue going there. <laughs> yeah, I think they just couldn't resist that. Yeah, yeah see that well, that was one element where it was just like that's just a little too silly for me. Well, and if you really look at it, each of the characters represents a different character from Clue or Cluedo's what I think they call it in, in Britain. And like literally, like every character it's right along with it. But Clue was based off of Agatha Christie's stuff. So it kind mm-hmm. of played homage to the things are playing homage to her. Mm-hmm. No. So it's kind of neat to see it full agree. circle. No, agree completely with that. And, you know, and it it was, I thought I had fun with this one. I really mm-hmm. did. And it was, it was just like a fun 45 minute watching and tenant and, you know, Tate are just so wonderful with each other. And everything. Oh that my scene god! In the kitchen, the, the charade, right. and everything. Yeah. And, and it's like, and it's, exactly, yes. exactly. And it was like, it was like this makes young Frankenstein look pretty tame. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sega give, Sega give. You know. So, but yep. yeah, and it was you know, and I I was having fun with it, and it was nice, you know, just to let. You know, after watching The Exorcist yesterday, for Earth <laughs> it was slight, one, slightly different slightly tone, <laughs> more enjoyable to watch. No, no yeah, split pea think. soup. No. Exactly, exactly. Even though you got to basically see the doctor vomit out, you know, into uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, not nearly as graphic though. No, yeah, not not, not, not not pea soup. Yeah, no. just kind of smoke. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it did get heavy handed sometimes with the references that they kind of took over the story. But, you know, this is for me, at least the type of thing where you just have to sort of sit back and and enjoy it for what it is, because you can't take it seriously at all. Mm -mm. It's just it's just a fun pastiche of all these all these tropes, all these Agatha Christie tropes and and clue tropes. And on that level, you know, it was a lot of fun One uh, following these characters around and watching them get into these ridiculous situations. And, I mean, the giant wasp is, yeah, it's just kind of stuck in oh, there, yeah, you know. The, the giant wasp was, like, my least favorite part of it. But... Yeah, I mean, it didn't even really have to be there, <laughs> you know. It was kind of clunky, but mm-hmm. it, it didn't matter because the characters were fun. So... On on that level, yeah, it's a pretty enjoyable episode. I mean, I'm uh, stupid Gareth Roberts. I kind of like his episodes. You know, I <laughs> wish he wasn't such a horrible human being because he's actually a halfway decent writer. And, yep. and it yep. just is not fair. <laughs> Damn you, Roberts. <laughs> so, yeah, I could totally see that. But, yeah, I thought it was it was interesting. And... You know, there, I love the little, you know, nods to some older Doctor Who stuff too. And it was, just, it was just a ton of fun. Even when he was going through his chest, he pulled out the, uh, what was it? The, the globe from the Shakespeare code. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And everything. It was like, uh huh. And one of those Cyberman chest plates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my sea chest. <laughs> I was like, oh, you could have fun with that one, but I'm not going into that. So, but yeah, it was just, it was, it was interesting. And I, you know, I liked where they were going with it. You know, when they first went into the, like what they called the plague room or something, I said, oh, she has a hidden child somewhere or something like that. And yeah. Judy said the same thing. And it was just like, 
And I was just like, yeah, probably. And it, as it played out, it was like, yep, we're right. Yeah. So, but, you know, as I said, because we're British, that is why. So, so we don't talk about those type of things. So, yeah, it was good. Any other thoughts or final, you know, things to talk about this one? Or I mean, Donna was great in this. Catherine Tate yeah. was great in Catherine, this. Oh, she I mean, was wonderful. God, when, it's so nice to see when you actually give the companion free reign to do something, to be a part of the story, you know, mm. how much they can contribute, how much better it makes the story. Oh, so so that, that was lovely to see after, you know, watching so many where the I need a, I need just, all, I need she's just shot. a screamer. I yes, or stays in the background. I love it when Tennant was said, I need a shock. And she just like goes up and kisses him. Yep. <laughs> that was it a shock. Oh, it, it, it worked. It totally worked. And that was awesome. I, I like, and kudos to Donna for, you know, using her wits and using the magnifying glass to, you know, basically amplify the light to push the wasp away. So we okay. know she was a kid who tortured ants as a child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Did you expect anything less from her? No. No. Mm-mm. No. But I do love Donna's humanity and how it always awakens the doctor at some point in the episode. Like with how she constantly was just encouraging Agatha, like, you're amazing. Like, you're going to be great. And like, just constantly, like, like just being a, a a source of encouragement for her and the doctor seeing it going okay i see it and like their final conversation of like well she'll never know how great she is and how loved her stuff is and it makes me wonder about future things like van gogh and like a couple of the other things of like is that why he goes back and shows them that they are loved mm-hmm. if like that moment with donna changed the doctor yeah, that's that's the thing that didn't work for me because Agatha Christie knew that she was best selling and that there were being made, adaptations made of her stuff. Like maybe not right at that moment, but it's not like she never knows. Like it's not like she dies and doesn't find out that she gets popular afterwards. I mean, she gets like she knows by the time that she's dead, like by the time that in real life that that she's like one of the best selling authors of all time. So oh, I mean, she gets so. her she gets her roses. But like, at that point in Agatha's actual story like in real life her no she doesn't know. was cheating and leaving her she actually right. was having a hard time getting things published so i can see why they made that correlation there in that point and yeah. you know yeah like hindsight's 2020 we know that she didn't really need it but, but i mean donna says specifically like oh she'll never know that she was like re- that she was really lo- like she she was loved and that they made like and, and i'm like she does she will know like, oh, you yeah. don't have to, like, tell her. Like, she will know. Yeah, because she lived <laughs> until, you know, into the 1970s. Yeah. I mean, she was she was going to premieres of, you know, her movies. Uh, movies that were based on her movies and uh, her work and stuff. Oh, yeah, so she, she she was well aware. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, she didn't know that it's going to last that long. I mean, who could, right? And right. Yeah. Everything back then is so disposable. Um, I mean, I get it. But, uh, yeah, I didn't... I didn't think that worked as well as it does like it works really well in the van gogh episode i think Mm -hmm. really well um and i did like the scene where donna uh goes over to agatha because she understands you know i mean granted you know agatha's husband didn't leave her you know for cheat with a giant spider but uh (laughs) as far as we know (laughs) exactly as long as we know 
<laughs> um, but, uh, but I did like that moment. And, and that, that is to your point, like, that's a moment where Donna like does actually like set, you go aside and, and talk to Agatha and talk to someone in a way that the doctor just can't. Uh, because another scene that I do like in this too, is where the doctor gets, I mean, even though he's telling Donna, like to just calm down and don't, don't talk about her work and don't fangirl over or whatever, he's still like, he starts fanboying on her, you know? And he's like, I can't believe I'm going to solve a, a mystery with Agatha Christie. This is going to be awesome. And she's like, how dare you be amused by this? Uh, she calls him on it. And I, I love that scene too, because he, he, you know, we've seen a few times where the doctor forgets himself. Um, mm -hmm. He's so excited about working with these, these amazing people that some, he just, you know, he doesn't take in the moment. Right. Yeah. No, that's totally true. It's very interesting. And, you know, I noticed a couple of times, you know, both of them were like giddy, you know, oh, we're back here. Oh, look who we're with. And, you know, and it's just like, oh, don't fanboy on me. Don't fanboy on me. It was very much like uh, the Queen Victoria deal where mm -hmm. you know, Rose kept mm -hmm. trying to get her to yep. say, I'm not amused. I'm not amused. Yes, yes. You know, it, it kind of had that same energy. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of a lot of similarities, <laughs> including the whole first part where Donna tries to talk flapper and and the doctor's like no 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 don't mm -mm. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't don't do that like <laughs> like he has to tell rose in that same in, in that episode too like don't don't try to talk that way now yeah I, I don't know if the tardis actually when it, in its translation thing like actually covers you so you don't sound like you know like that but uh yeah that's uh something that uh yeah he <laughs> just like don't don't do that I think if it's the same base language, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, I doubt <laughs> it. Probably. Probably <laughs> like, not. Like, oh, you're speaking English? Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah. They know what you're saying. Like, it's one of those things, if you think too hard about it, it just falls pieces. So don't, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just a it's just a thing that we, yeah. we put in there for storytelling. So. Yeah, I, bet, I bet you anything RTD wrote that moment, the moment where Agatha Christie calls the doctor on how he's acting like it's all just a game when you know, mm -hmm. to the humans around him, people are dying in horrible ways. And that just, that's such an RTD trope. Mm -hmm. He comes back to that, you know, throughout his series all the time. Yep. Yes. Very much so. It's interesting though. Do you think in the story that the priest um, was the one who poisoned the doctor or was it something else? You know, why would he do it? You know, type thing. Was he getting too close? Well, I assume because he was getting too yeah. close and he was the one who was going to figure the whole thing out. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, like I said, as a mystery, it kind of doesn't work a lot because the, a lot of these things the don't unicorn. don't really fit. You think it was the unicorn? Oh, you think it was the unicorn? I actually think it was the unicorn because I think she didn't like how they were starting to snoop and how they were kind of taking control of the of everything. And it was kind of impeding on her plans. So I could see her poisoning him to get him out of the way. So that way she can make a clean break. Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean, she does say that she does not a murderer. She's a, huh. She steals stuff, not but murder. she's not a murderer. So. But poisoning is a way that women, especially during that time frame, were known to to take people out. Exactly, like revenge. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, Ugh, that sounds like you know, it's a manipulate things their way. 
I, as it, as it happens, just about a week or so, two weeks ago, I watched uh, an adaptation uh, that was done in the 90s of uh, Sparkling Cyanide, uh, Agatha Christie's story. And man, that just seems like a horrible way to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not fun. When, yeah, when, yeah. When, the, when the doctor was dealing with it, I was like, okay, this is, they're making it out to be really funny and slapstick and all that kind of stuff. But man, this is, this is a horrible thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Don't disagree with that. All right. Any final thoughts before we go ahead and rate this one? Crickets. Nice. I like that. <laughs> That's a good thing. Not right. crickets, wasps. <laughs> That's true. Wasps. Like, bzz, bzz. All right. I've got potatoes, so. <laughs> yeah, now, apparently there's a whole like side story that was was came out of this i didn't i haven't read it or looked at it but um when the doctor's talking about and he has his little flashback to when he was looking for charlemagne yep. uh in belgium uh you know they're they're that on bbc's website they had a short story that kind of told that story i i don't know who wrote it or anything about that but i i did find that was kind of interesting i didn't know if it was a reference to something else or what but um i did think it was odd uh, to have in there but um yeah, I guess they just had it in there so they could get traffic on their website. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Websites were new at the time, so it's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's two thousand eight. We we want everybody to go to the website. Exactly. Go to the website. Yeah. Find our stuff. There you go. All right. Shannon, you gotta yes. go first. One out of five tortoises. I think I'm gonna give this one. A 3.75. It's almost a 4. It's almost a 4. But it's more than like a 3.5. I think there were some things that could have been executed a little bit better in the episode. And I think if those things were done better, I think it definitely would have been like a 4. But overall, it is a really enjoyable episode. I like a lot of the nods to Agatha's stuff. Um, when I first saw the episode, I had just finished reading a bunch of her works and I had just watched Clue. And so watching this episode was very, you know, nostalgic in a sense for me because I knew all these things. And so it was, it's just an enjoyable episode for me. And so it's a good episode. Is it a great episode? No, but it's a really good episode. Something I'd watch again. Okay. Gotcha. Mikey. Uh, I'm going to give it a three. Um, I, I didn't, uh, like I said, some things didn't work for me. I think, uh, I wish it had been a little bit better as far as I, I usually, you know, I like the historical ones. And I also, this is a character that, uh, or a real life character that I, I find very interesting. And I, I, you know, it would have been, I feel like it should be a great episode. And I feel like if we look at some of the other Doctor Who episodes, which involve famous British writers like Shakespeare and like Dickens, those are much done better than this one was um and uh i mean they have some fun with it and i, and I think that's fair um it is fun it's not a you know, waste of a watch because uh, i think it moves pretty fast so um but it just doesn't connect with me as as much as i i'd hope um especially considering the subject matter so yeah i'm gonna give it a, a three okay mary well i think i'll give it a three and a half I mean, it's it's a fun episode. I enjoy it. I, there are problems with it. I think the reference there's you know some of the references are just kind of shoehorned in, um, just just to have a reference in there, not not for any reason for them to be there. 
I think the wasp subplot is not great and it's kind of tacked on and I'm not, not really done that well, but it's an awful lot of fun. What, you know, just running around with these characters around the mansion and watching them try to solve the mystery and the, the chemistry between the doctor and Donna is off the charts. They are fantastic. So mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, it's a super fun episode. And I mean, it's like Shannon said, it's maybe not the greatest episode, but it, but it's good and it's fun and I would recommend it. Okay. Um, for me, I'm going to do a four. I enjoyed it. And, you know, was it the best? No, but it was an enjoyable episode. I enjoyed it more than some of the other you know, stuff that from this era of Doctor Who, you know, and, you know, it was neat to see. It was great. The callbacks a little bit. And I love the one line when they, when, you know, when she's going, what, it, you know, Agatha Christie is solving a mystery, but that's like Charles Dickens hanging out with ghosts at Christmas. <laughs> and the doctor just was like, um, well, <laughs> kind of, well, yeah, I guess, yeah. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, kind of, sort of. And so it, it was fun. And I, like I said, I hadn't seen this probably in 10 years and I didn't remember a lot of it and I enjoyed it and it was entertaining and it flew by. It did not drag. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I want for Doctor Who. I want it to be something to entertain me, something to have fun with and something that, you know, I can look back and now say, all right, it's shoehorned between two amazing storylines. You know what? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. And let's, you know, keep on going and everything. And I'm glad we got to this. And, you know, because it's been on our list for quite some time. So it's pretty awesome. We definitely would love to hear from what you guys want thought of this one. Please write us feedback at our station who.com. We definitely would love to hear from you guys. You know, as we always like to say, you know, we couldn't do this without you guys. So please, 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 you know, let us know what you think. We definitely would love it. And if you haven't ever subscribed to the show and you've made it this far into the episode, why not subscribe? You know, come on. You know, we do entertaining stuff. We're sometimes funny. You know, it's always a good thing. You know, every once in a while we we entertain and it's a good thing. And we got the, you know, we got the 60th anniversary coming up very soon. And we've got some good episodes before that, too, lined up. So definitely, please join us for those. We have tons of fun and everything. Oh, as a reminder, though, um, if for those who didn't make it to Dragon Con, we did have a Earth Station Who panel. We had a Doctor Who spinoff panel with the Brit Tracks that we did. And you can check it up on their YouTube channel. So just check out Brit Tracks at Dragon Con's YouTube channel and look up Earth Station Who. We're right there. And you can see these smiling faces. So it's going to be a ton of fun and everything. So it should be very cool. So otherwise, you know what? I think we will see you all next time. I hope everybody's doing well. Hope you're enjoying the fall. Hopefully it started cooling down in your part of the country. Hasn't here here yet, you know? Unfortunately. So, exactly. It's still the, <laughs> uh, the left side of the sun, as we like to say. So it's always <laughs> good. So until then, my name is Mike Faber. Of course, we had, of course, Shannon Clute, Mike Gordon, and Mary Ogle. And Mary, you want to promote your stuff real quick? Sure, you can find me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. Yay! We will see Woo-hoo. you next time. Peace, and we are done. Yay! Yay! Yay. 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 Yay.
You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping at the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.